good evening to all. I uh, can't tell you um, what a privilege it is uh, to be here tonight with all of you. Um, I'm really excited to be here, and I uh, can't wait to uh, get into some things with you guys. Um, for those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Zach Brown, and I realize that is a country singer, and uh, I am not him. Uh, in fact, some folks, they pay me not to sing, so there's a bit of a difference uh, there. Um, it's been a while since I've been up here. I used to do the announcements uh, from time to time. I used to get to announce Bible studies and dinners, which was really good because those are two of my favorite things. Um, I haven't been here since, uh, I think the kids are calling it BC, since before COVID now, right? So it's been a while, and it is a, a privilege uh, to see some familiar faces and some new faces tonight. Um, yeah, so I just want to give you an update uh, about what's been going on in my life, and then we'll get into God's Word uh, tonight. Um, so during um, COVID, when we weren't allowed to uh, come to church at the time, uh, many of us, we still really felt the need to gather and to worship and, um, and also particularly to dive into God's Word, really dig into God's Word um, at such uh, an incredible time in human history, um, what we've gone through in the last you know, three years almost now has really been incredible. And so um, last December, so just really six months ago, a group of us got together um, and said, uh, let's gather. Uh, on, on Sundays, we decided, let's, let's get together and let's really dig into God's word and let's not forsake uh, to gather in this, in this crazy time uh, that we were living um, and so that's what we did. And um, like I said, we felt the need to really dig into God's word. And so we adapted um, just a pretty standard Bible reading plan. And um, we committed ourselves to it. And really, we just um, got together on Sundays and we all kind of shared about what, what we read and what stuck out, uh, stuck out to us. And um, this incredible thing happened. Um, we were all changed by God. And um, God, he met us there and really started touching all of our hearts. And uh, funny how it only took reading the Bible uh, to do that, but that's God's word. It is very impactful once you get into it. And um, also, um, it was so wonderful to gather with a group of people with such sincere hearts who after we got kind of comfortable with each other, um, we were just very open about what we were going through in our life. And, and, and really the truth is um, that we are all going through something and, and, and have struggles and, and everything. And, and if you don't, then you should probably be the one up here tonight, right? But we, uh, we all do. And so something really powerful also happened in that honesty and sincerity of this is where I'm at, this is what I'm going through, and having other believers come around you to, to hear you out and to pray for you and to really just walk through this life together, you know? We're not meant to do it on our own, um, even if it seems easier to do that, um, we're, we're not meant to, and I can just attest to um, the incredible feeling of unity with the believers and gathering and, and just doing life 
uh, really together like that. And so when we were, um, I guess, allowed to come back to the church building, um, we thought, you know what, let's keep it going. We committed to a year of it. Um, in fact, um, the style that we chose of this home church um, is that you only commit to a year and then you have to split no matter what. And that was a really cool aspect of this because it was really engaging to, to think, okay, in a year from now, we're going to split up and another group of people and, and do other things. And so it was another just challenging aspect. It really, we all really got engaged. Okay, let's do this. And um, it's been wonderful. And so that's uh, where I've been at. That's what I've been doing. That's why you haven't seen me. I haven't escaped to Mexico or anything. I'm still around here. I was part of the infamous chick excuse me, Chicken Church, which was wonderful as well. Um, but it's been a rocky couple of years in terms of uh, church and attendance and everything, but I'm so happy to be back uh, with you guys, and this is wonderful. Um, and also, just before I begin, I just want to give a sincere thank you to this uh, church community. Um, my wife and I came here almost four years ago now um, at a time when, when we needed to, like, the most. We, we had a lot going on. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of you know our story just with our kids and in the hospital, stuff like that. And man, everyone here was so gracious to us and took us in. And I just want to express my thanks to each and every one of you um, for this community. And it, you're all very special to me. And I'm excited to, to meet everybody else here. And I just want to encourage you um, in this community to keep it going and um, keep doing what you're doing. It's, it's really impactful to, to all around. And, and really, that's what the, a big part of the church is all about, right? So just want to thank you guys. So um, the title of the message I have for you tonight is called What a Smoothie Diet Taught Me About Christianity. All right? What a Smoothie Diet Taught Me About Christianity. And I trust by the end uh, you'll understand... Um, where we're going with it. So let's just pray. Lord God, I just thank you for an opportunity um, to gather with these beautiful people. As we dig into your word, Father, would you open up our hearts and move in us and touch us, Lord. And uh, we commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I had a birthday a while back, and um, I was thinking it would be good to end that year off on a healthy note. Um, and so I, uh, I knew about this diet that I kind of had been keeping my, eye, my eyes on. It was like a smoothie detox diet, right? It sounded really appealing, like I could go for a detox, right? And so I purchased it, and um, I was going to do two weeks of it, and then on my birthday, I'd be good, right? And so I purchased the guide, and uh, it was a pretty big document. It was about 40 pages of um, recipes and a schedule and, and all these crazy things um, that I had to follow uh, in order to, to do this. And so um, one of the um, things I realized is that every day I would get up, especially the first few days, and I would have to resort to this guide 50 times in the day to, to make every decision about what I had to do. Okay, what time can I eat? Okay, what am I making here? Okay, what's this going to do? And I kept having to look back. I printed it off. I had it on my phone. And it, I just kept having to resort to it. And I was standing in my kitchen, and the first thing that I learned from this smoothie detox diet was how important the Bible is, how important God's Word is, daily reading. 
And it's just like a guide. And if we can throw up our first scripture of the night here. We have a, a beautiful one from Psalms 119, uh, 105 here. And it says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. And that really just put a light bulb in my head. And I want to break it down into two parts here because we have two things going on. We have your word is a guide for my feet and it's a light for my path, right? So I'm going to start with the guide now. And a lot of us know the scripture as a lamp for my feet, right? Well, you know, there's so many things in our daily lives that we need instruction on, that we need guidance on. Um, they, I was looking up and they say that the average person makes 35,000 decisions a day. Now, I, I got a five-year-old. He makes about 35 million decisions a day. But <laughs> apparently, we make 35,000 decisions. And, and, and as an individual, you're thinking, you know, what should I say? What should I be thinking about? Okay, what should I do next? How should I be spending my time, right? We have all these things that we need to decide on every single day, our day-to-day -day things, right? Our, our meat and potatoes of our day. What are we doing, right? Well, the first part of this verse your word is a lamp to guide my feet. God's word, it sheds light on all of these decisions, on all of these choices we have to make each day. We, we have to keep going back to God's word and say, Lord, okay, what do I do here, God? How should I be thinking about this? How should I be speaking? I know that's always been a, a challenging one for, for me, right? The Bible talks about our, our mouth so much and, and how it's nearly impossible to control our tongues. And how many of us here have said things and we think, oh, man, I shouldn't have said that, you know, oh, boy, right? And so just one example, and, and so many of our, even our thought life right now, like, what am I thinking about, right? What should I be thinking about? What's really going on inside us on a day-to-day on -a -day basis, right? How should I be spending my time? So all these things, you know, God's word shed, sheds lights on. It gives us instruction about, right? So uh, just real quick here, who knows this one? The B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the... Nice, nice. I'm in the right place tonight. Very good, very good. And then we have um, the Bible. When I was a kid, people used to say it stood for basic instructions before leaving earth, Right? I'm not sure if that's true, but it sounds pretty good, right? And really, it's, it, it's, it's so true in a lot of ways that it is full of godly instructions on how not only to live the best and, and a holy life here, but also with what's to come. Basic instructions before leaving earth, right? And that's just going to bring me to my next point here about the second part of the verse. Um, you're for my feet and a light for my path. You know, I was... Uh, walking through a field with my son the other day and it was a beautiful sunny day and you could see so far ahead and without the light of the sun we'd be in the dark I wouldn't be able to see so far ahead and not only is God's word a lamp for our feet but it's a light for our path it, it can light up the big things in our lives right we, as an individual you have so many big decisions to make you know uh, for us us for the young people where am i going to go to school who am i going to marry where am i going to work you know um how am i going to raise my kids 
you know, so many big life milestones that come up in life, right? They might be on the horizon, okay? But, but they're coming. What am I going to do for retirement? What are my life goals, you know? And, 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 then, and then at the very end, as far as you can see, there's death. And then, and then there's this eternity, which is, which is beyond. And we try to wrap our minds around that here, right? So God's word, it's not only a lamp for our feet, it's a light for our path. And God's word, it illuminates all these life issues, all these things in our path. And, and, and really, without it, we're in the dark, right? We're, we're stumbling, we're tripping over things. We need God's word so important daily in our lives. Um, and I think of my own life, how, many, how, how much time has gone by when I wasn't walking with the Lord as closely, how much time has gone by, days, months, years, where I didn't consider God's word for any decisions I was making, right? And I just see the contrast in my own life, and I think, man, God, it is so good to know you. It is so good to walk with you and know your word, God, and I would be so lost um, without it. Um, My dad, he used to uh, drive racehorses around North America, and um, before he would get ready for a trip, he would sit at the dining room table and he'd get out his big maps. And that's kind of archaic, I think, in the, this day and age. It was uh, really before GPS was mainstream, or at least my dad uh, didn't want anything to do with it. I don't know. But so he would get out these big, beautiful maps and he would put them on the dining room cha- uh, table and he would plan out his course, right? He would plan it out and then he would take his maps. Because you never know what's going to come up, if there's going to be detours or construction, right? And um, there's so much um, to consider there. Um, And you know, once we got lost, and we were in the middle of, like, New York State in the middle of the night, and how many people here can attest to being lost is one of the worst feelings in your life? It's just like a desperate hopeless, I'm never going to get out of here feeling. Like, there's, is there any, you know, it's one of the worst feelings. And in life, um, at times, or maybe even right now, you might be feeling like that. I feel lost. I'm just desperate. I'm hopeless. And, and I feel lost. And I just want to tell you that what you do would you get lost is the same thing my dad and I did when, when we got lost. We stopped and we pulled over and we got out our map, right? And we kept that map out until we got home. And wherever you're at tonight, and even whoever was watching or whatever, if you're feeling lost, you stop, you get out your map, and you keep it out until you get home, okay? Um, I talk to so many people these days and often I come to a question of what's going to happen to us when we die or what's going to happen to you when you die what are you thinking you know and I talk to so many people um, who have absolutely no interest in a God or God or religion or, or the word anything like that right but they expect heaven, they expect to be with the Lord when they die, right? 
they just think it's going to all pan out when they get up there, right? It's just going to, you know, they have their own standard, and it's just going to work out when I get up there. And, and I know you guys know this, but just so we're clear, Jesus Christ is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. Nobody comes to the Father but through him. No one. And he's given us this lamp, his word, to get us home. That's, that's what we got to hold on to, and that's God's heart for us is to get us home, right? Okay, so the next thing, this smoothie detox diet uh, taught me about Christianity was uh, the telling. And so um, I got to say, it actually really worked. It was incredible. Um, I was feeling really good. I was surprised, and uh, I didn't even need to drink a coffee. I was just like alert and ready to go. And I was um, just telling everybody about it. I was just like overflowing, you know. I was telling my mom and I was telling my wife. I was telling everybody. I was telling the lady at the mailbox. And I was getting out of control. I was just telling everybody. <laughs> and um, the thing I, 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 again, I was sitting in my kitchen and I thought, man, what if I shared my faith like that? You know, what if I told people about what, what God's done in my life like that? Because if I'm totally honest, I'm not without my struggles and, and shortcomings, but God has done awesome things in my life, and, and it should be talked about like that. I should stop people and say, look, you will not believe what's you know, gone on in my life. And people ask me all the time, you know, how are you doing? I think, yeah, not bad. You know, I'm pretty busy, right? Three kids. I should be like, man, you know, it's really challenging for me. And... Um, and to, if I'm being honest tonight, um, it exposed a bit of a, a heart issue uh, in me, I think. And, um, and I'm asking myself, am I excited enough about the Lord? Have I experienced him enough to want to do that, right? And if all of us here um, answered that question, and the, the answer was no, or I'm not sure, um, I'm just going to tell you that's okay um, for now. And um, we're all on our own journey with this. And it's a beautiful journey, and it's um, a fragile journey, and it's a sacred journey, okay? But I'm here to tell you that there is so much more to be found in God. It, 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 it never ends on this side of eternity, and God makes promises. He says that um, if you seek him with your whole heart, he is a rewarder of those who seek him. And, and, and it, it is truly a reward that when we find him, uh, the Bible compares, you know, about silver and gold. It doesn't even compare to seeking the Lord and finding him there. There is nothing like it. Um, and it's really God's heart for us. He's longing um, for this relationship with us. You know, he's made a way through his son that we can pursue him. And, and really, I think God pursues us our, our whole life. And I feel like in my own life, he never left me. If, if anything, it was I who left him. But by his grace, I came back, right? And so, um, gosh, uh, when we seek him with our time, our attention, our focus, with our whole hearts, he promises that we will find him, and we can know God. We can experience his closeness 
We can experience his, his faithfulness. Um, we can see him at work in our own lives and in our family's life, right? Um, I remember when I, was, when I was really making my way back to the, to the Lord, my mom, she said to me, she's, she's seen it kind of happening. And she said, you better hold on. And I thought, what do you mean I better hold on? Like, you know, and she was right. She was right. Because God came in and, man, he just, he just, he just did an incredible work. And I'm so thankful um, that he did. And, um, and you just can't help but overflow, you know, when he does something like that. And, um, and I realize that it's, it's difficult to, to share with non-believers, right? When I see a Christian and we talk about it, it's just like so natural. And we're like, yes, it's good. God's awesome. He's doing good things. But I've been there, too, when, when it comes to sharing with an unbeliever. You know, I rem- I've been there when you work up for like a month and, and you know that you see this guy every Monday and that he's going to ask you how your weekend was. And you really want to tell him that you were in church on Sunday, but it's really hard, right? And you work your way up to it. You work your way up to it. And he says, so what would you do this weekend? And you think, I went to church. Oh, I did it. I did it. I got it out. I got it out. Right? I've, I've totally been there. I've totally been there. And um, again, and lately, you know, after, after that, you just keep doing it. And after that, it's just like so, like, where are you at? You know, where are you at? Um, you know, again, what's going to happen to you when you leave here? You know, do you believe in an afterlife? You know, all these questions. And, and really, to me, in this day and age that we're living, um, I feel like the stakes are very high. The stakes are very high with a lot of things. And um, really, t- to be totally honest, I feel like... I don't know if it's because I'm a dad now and being cool went out the window years ago, but um, I feel like what you think of me and my comfort pales into comparison about the importance of these topics in this day and age. And if you think I'm crazy or old school or whatever you think of me, that's fine because I know deep down in my heart that 100% there is a God, there is an afterlife, and if you don't figure it out here, there's no figuring it out after here. And I love you enough to tell you about it. Um, and just to, just to finish this topic of the telling, could you imagine Jesus um, back in, in his time and, and meeting like a tax collector? And, and the tax collector um, met Jesus and his life was changed. And they, the public seen the tax collector selling all of stuff, paying people back, and, and everybody would, would think, you've got to be kidding me, right? Or maybe Saul, the, the man who was literally murdering Christians, pursuing Christians, one day, all of a sudden now, preaching Jesus, getting beaten for it, thrown in prison, how many people stood back and said, you've got to be kidding me, right? You've got to be kidding me. And in this day and age, how about when you hear about Hey, did you hear Joe? He quit drinking. He's back with his wife. He's doing so good, like it's unbelievable. And you get another, you've got to be kidding. Or how about so-and-so? They've cleaned up. You should see them. God's doing amazing things in their life. They said they found Jesus. And you get another, you've got to be kidding, right? Well, I believe in a God who is a God of you've got to be kidding, right? I've seen it. I've experienced it. And that is his heart for so many of us here. He wants to do something in your life and in your family's life that people are going to say, you've got to be kidding. 
That's just who he is. That's what he does. That's the business that he is into. And finally, the third thing that I learned from a smoothie detox diet about Christianity was the junk. I love donuts I have here, which is very true. Um, and, and about the third night in, you wouldn't believe how hard it is. And I'm sure you would because you've tried. If you go a couple days without eating something you shouldn't, it gets really hard after like a couple days. And I remember three days in, my wife, she decides to make the best cookie she's ever made. And I'm thinking, are you on my team here? What's going on? And, and I thought, well, I'll just have a bite, right? I'll just have a bite. And I did. And I just felt defiled after that. I was like, what have I done? I've cheated on my diet. Um, but it reminded me of sin. And it reminded me of how much I need uh, Jesus daily in my own life. Uh, I just want to move on to our next scripture uh, for tonight. It's found in the book of James. James uh, chapter 1, 21 to 27. I'll just read through it here. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word of God. Uh, Accept the word of God has planted in your hearts for it has the power to save your souls. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, you walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you are only fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God, the Father, means this. And this is what I really want to highlight tonight. means caring for orphans and widows and their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. You know, I always think about this verse in my mind, especially in this day and age. You know, um, James was the half-brother of Jesus, right? And this, I feel like, is something Jesus kind of would have said. It has that kind of tone to it where he said, sorry, just that last one for a sec. You know, if you want a pure and genuine religion, then care for the orphans and widows in their distress. And I feel like so many of us could say, okay, check, check, yep. I donate, I give, I send the letters, I do some things. And then, and it finishes off with this, this huge thing. Oh, and refuse to let the world corrupt you. And again, I'm just like, that's impossible almost, right? Again, I'm reminded of my deep need for Jesus in my life daily, right? Um, In a world where it's just so easy to be corrupted, we have access through these silly phones to every type of corruption in the world within seconds. We live in a world that, shut down churches but kept liquor stores open during a pandemic. We live in a world that has more cannabis stores than Tim Hortons these days. We live in a world that is indoctrinating our precious kids with unthinkable acts and lifestyles. 
It is so difficult for us to remain incorrupt. Excuse me. It's so difficult for us to remain incorrupted without God's daily word in our life. We need it so bad. We need it so bad. Um, Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. It's so incredible how fast we can just start drifting when we when we are just not not intentional about spending time with the Lord, where we're not thinking about His Word, when we're not realizing how key it is to daily have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, they say that uh, God is is the great physician, right? And and part of that, He is a heart surgeon. Okay. And instead of coming in, and, and, and best of all, when we allow him, or better even yet, when we invite him to come in, he doesn't come in just slicing and dicing and scarring. He gently puts his finger on our heart, and he says, hmm, hmm. And we feel that, don't we? Hmm. And we either say, yes, Lord, take it. Take it, God, I give it to you. Take it. Or we say, no, don't touch that. That's mine. I need it. I'm not ready for you to touch that yet. No, God. It's really just one or the other. You know, I can promise you guys that I have felt the closest to God in my life the more I've given him the more I've surrendered, the more I've invited and allowed him to just have his way and to purify my life and say, God, take it. In fact, if there's anything that I'm missing, would you come in and rip it out of me? Because I know, God, that you make a way better Lord of my life than I make of my own life. And, and really, the Bible tells us just throw off these sins that entangle you. Just throw them off. And... Um, as we close, um, man, I feel like we've been through a lot here. I feel like I lost 10 pounds, but it wasn't from the diet. Um, <laughs> I did it for 11 days, and I had a Greek protein, and it was awesome after that. So um, this obviously wasn't about the diet. Um, this is about something much, much bigger. It's about um, our souls. It's about eternity. Uh, it's about a real relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, I just want to finish tonight by reading Isaiah 55. And we're not going to put it up on the screen because it's really long. But I'd just like to finish by reading you guys that tonight. This is beautiful. It says, Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money, Come take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does no good at all? Listen to me, and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen, and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. See how I used him to, to display my power among the peoples. I made him a leader among the nations. You also will command nations you do not know, and peoples unknown to you will come running to obey. Because I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, 
have made you glorious. And I love this. I love this. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God, for he will forgive generously. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. The rain and snow come down from the from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to do and it will prosper everywhere I send it. You will live in joy and peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song and the trees of the field will clap their hands. Once there were thorns, cypress trees will grow. Where nettles grew, myrtles will sprout up. These events will bring great honor to the Lord's name. There will be an everlasting sign of his power and love. Once where there were thorns, there was a time in my life I look back and I feel like it's just looking back at a thorn bush. And once there were a thorn bush, now there's a cypress tree. There's a clean, big, beautiful tree. Once there was stinging nettle. Once there was stinging nettle in all of our lives and God came in and that's where myrtles grew. These beautiful flowers grew. This beautiful bush. And it's such an incredible image of what God does to a surrendered life. He comes in and he takes our thorns and our nettles and he says, no, I'm the gardener now. And he rips them out and takes them down and he plants beautiful things and, and fruitful things. And that is what God has for all of us. If we would only invite him, allow him and say, Lord, here I am, God, have your way in me. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, God, we are so lost without you, God. We need you more than we need any other thing in this world, God. God, I just ask that you have your way in our lives, Lord, that we would find the value of you and your word, God, and that we wouldn't let anything get in the way, God, that we would invite you to come in, and do a beautiful work in our hearts, God, to take out, God, what we need to take out, Lord, and that you would indeed change us, God, into the image of you, God. Would we go out, Lord, in a dying world and not be afraid to talk about all the awesome things you've done in our life, God? Would we see the value of those beside us who don't know you, Lord, who will live on in eternity forever, God. God, would you change our hearts? Would you use us? We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we'll break now into um, our discussion time. And we just have a couple questions. Um, What jumped out at you from today's talk? And this question i just wanted to kind of just keep it at one what holds us back 
from surrendering everything in our lives to the Lord. And I'd love for you guys to think about that tonight. I'd love for you guys to think about it this week. Let's just constantly think about it. What's holding us back from surrendering everything in our life to the Lord, for him to have his way? All right? God bless you guys. So good to see you.